words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. What are you hungry for? What do you long for? What do you want most, need most in your life? Just what are you hungry for? It can be hard to answer that question honestly. In my own life, I've often answered that question with a hamburger and fries at Ivy's, the cheese plate at Mesh, very good, or by spending the evening with two of my very good friends, Ben and Jerry. Like many of us, I have fought the battle of the bulge my entire life, and I have used all kinds of weapons. Weight Watchers and the Mediterranean diet when low fat was fashionable, eggs, cheese, and bacon when Atkins and now Paleo convinced us carbs were bad and protein was good. Shockingly, even I, a lover of all cured meat products, found that bacon could not fill my deepest needs. I've started so many diets, and I am expert in every way of eating you can imagine, but eventually I fall off the wagon. Nothing works for long. As St. Paul famously wrote to the Romans, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Perhaps you can sympathize with me. It has taken me years, but I finally realized that the real problem wasn't just the food that I was or was not eating. Rather, the issue was why was I or wasn't I eating? What was I hungry for? Perhaps this sounds familiar. Perhaps you've had a similar struggle with food or alcohol drugs, legal or prescription. Perhaps you fill the hole in your life by working too much or gorging on electronic media, whether TV or the internet, whiling away your hours on Facebook or texting or playing video games. Maybe you're a shopper. Maybe you pursue romance compulsively. Perhaps, like me, you need to ask the same question, what am I hungry for? What do I long for? Over time, I began to realize that I was hungry in many ways, that there were many reasons I felt empty, but too often I employed only one solution. If I was anxious, eat. Lonely, eat. Sad, eat. Angry, eat grieving, eat. You get the idea. 
Sometimes I'd mix it up, to be fair. Instead of eating, I'd have a beer. Or I would go shopping for shoes, my favorite, or books, another favorite. But what I wouldn't do is really take account of the hunger. I wouldn't give the hunger the respect that it deserved. But we are hungry. We are hungry. We are a starving people in body and soul. That is why today's miracle, the feeding of the 5,000, so captures our imagination. It's the only miracle that shows up in all four Gospels. It was essential for early Christians, and it's essential for us today. This story, this miracle, it's a sign of who our God is and of how our God loves. If we only had this one single story about Jesus, we would still know most of what we need to know about him. This miracle would have reminded people of the story in Exodus when God fed the Israelites out in the desert, providing enough bread, not too much, not too little, but enough every day for 40 years as they trudged towards the promised land. And so when people saw or read about Jesus feeding the 5,000, they would have understood that he was from God. They would have understood that this miracle is a sign. It's a sign meant to point towards the true identity of Jesus. And this story would also have reminded the early Christians, and it reminds us today, of how Jesus still feeds us in the Eucharist. This story enamors us now because like the Hebrews in exile, like the 5,000 waiting upon the shore for Jesus, we are hungry. We are starved for love, for meaning in our lives. We are starved for beauty. We are hungry for redemption and for grace and for joy. In short, we are hungry. We are hungry for God. Now, in all fairness, I feel I should warn you that this sixth chapter of the Gospel of John, which is all about bread and feeding and the nature of Jesus, it's so important that we begin the chapter today and we continue reading it and studying it for the next four Sundays. Clearly, this miracle is really, really important to us. The people were following Jesus because they had seen the miracles he performed for the sick. Those who were sick were healed. But the crowd following Jesus that day was hungry, and so he fed them. This is a major feature of the miracles in John and in all the Gospels. Jesus doesn't perform miracles to wow people. He performs miracles to meet people's needs. Are you sick? He heals you. 
sinful, he forgives you. Blind, he opens your eyes. Deaf, he opens your ears. Are you ashamed? He looks right into your eyes and loves you. Are you hungry? Are you hungry in body or soul? He feeds you. So what are you hungry for? This isn't just a casual question. This question, if faced honestly, takes us into our deepest emotions. It takes us into our vulnerable fears. If answered for real, we might see why we've been covering up our real hunger by numbing ourselves with beer or food or cigarettes, by gambling, by shopping too much, by hanging out on Facebook and Twitter all the time, by flirting with extramarital affairs. We live in an era that tells us that we ought to take time for ourselves, to treat ourselves, that we deserve a break today. We're encouraged to buy things to improve our lives, to take a break by drinking an expensive latte, to pamper ourselves by getting a manicure, to entertain ourselves in many ways. But while we are told to indulge ourselves, our culture is not interested in our deepest needs, our deepest longings, our deep hungers. Those, those we often don't share even with one another. But from now until the end of August, all through chapter six of John, we will spend time praying and thinking about this. What is our hunger? What's the deep need that we bring before God? What does it mean to ask God for our daily bread? To know that Jesus is the bread of life, to come forward week after week to be filled by the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. So take a few moments, close your eyes. What are you hungry for? What hunger brings you here to church week after week? What hunger do you want God to fill? I will tell you that I am hungry to be known just as I am, imperfections and all. Hungry for acceptance, and I long to allow God to see and know me completely. How about you?
We'll return over the next few weeks to these questions and the question of being fed by God, of Jesus' bread of life, of what we think we're doing when we participate in the Eucharist. And each week I hope you'll ask, what am I hungry for? Today I invite you to ask that question and to really listen during the Eucharistic prayers to the promises that Christ makes to feed us. And when you come up for communion, I invite you to imagine coming forward to the table with all your hunger, with all your need, opening your hands, cupped and empty as they are, and allowing God to fill them with the divine presence, the holy food and drink of new and unending life, bread of life, Jesus Christ, the only bread that satisfies.